Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Beyond the Self podcast. I'm Africa and I am very, very happy and honored. I I have to throw in an honored in there as well because I truly am honored to have you listening to this podcast. And if you're listening to me here for the first time, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. There's a lot that you can catch up on because every single episode that I have has a rhyme and a reason and they all actually build on each other. But regardless of where you choose to begin, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. I like to be very direct in my approach, but I also lead with compassion and empathy and understanding and intellectual humility because I don't know it all. I don't know it all, but my role as a mentor, as a coach, as a curious person, as a researcher is to share my intellectual property with you and also my personal experiences. Um, And then you can choose you can pick and choose from all of this, okay? What works for you works for you. What doesn't work for you, it's fine. It might work for someone else. Um, But I just hope that through this podcast, you can get something useful, something that you can actually take and integrate into your daily life. So yeah, I'm, I'm always so pleased when people share their insights with me. When you screenshot your little listening um, screen and you tag me on social media, when you send me a voice note, just when you share how you are experiencing this podcast, it really means so much to me. It means so fucking much to me. And yes, I do swear every now and again, sometimes often. Um, It feels so good. It feels so good to be sitting here because it's one of those instances where I haven't recorded in a while because so much has been happening. And as we go through further episodes, I will share all of the things that have happened in the past six months, um, or less, because we have spoken in, you know, in, in the past four, three, two months, but a lot has been happening because as you might or might not know, I have been trying to get my book proposal done and it's done. It is done. And it, It has been handed in to the people that need to read it. I did that three weeks ago. I believe it's three weeks ago now. Um, I handed in the proposal and went through the process of meeting and speaking to the publishers and editors, trying to find the team that is going to help me bring my vision to life. And I'm very pleased to say that I have found that team. I have found that team. If you're listening to this podcast, you are going to be the first to hear that I officially have a book deal. I have a book deal. And it feels so fucking good to be able to say that because since the age of 10, (laughs) I might have shared this before, but I wrote my first book, which was never finished, but I started writing the book when I was 10 years old. And it was called The Storm That Killed the Angel. I mean, it's a very deep title for a 10-year-old, but I'm just sharing this to let you know that writing a book is something that I have wanted to do for a very long time, for two decades to be specific. Um, 
And finally, I have that opportunity. Finally, it feels right. And it feels like I am in a place where I trust myself and I trust my voice. And I know that I'm writing from a place of response, not from a place of reacting. I have been very intentional about my yeses and my noes for the past five years because I've been I've been getting agents and publishers reaching out to me for the past five years because of my sobriety journey, because all of the work that I was doing in sexual wellness and studying self-sabotage, I was sharing all of those things publicly. And I was approached to write books about sobriety, to write books about sexual shame, to write books about self-sabotage. And when my open letter came out two years ago, of course, there were people that wanted me to write about cancel culture, wanted me to write about what I call collective sabotage. And although I want to write about all of those things, I want to write about those things in a very specific way. I want to write about those things in a grounded way. I don't want to write or speak in a reactive way. And yeah, so being able to say now that I'm in a place where I have a book deal, I have a team, I wrote a proposal that I'm so fucking proud of, a proposal that feels so very true to me and my voice and my work and my mission and the direction that I plan to go on, you know, um, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And the book writing process is something that I'll be sharing with all of you because it, it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And it's a very exposing process as well, but I'm someone that likes a challenge. I like being challenged in the right way. And I think the feeling of being exposed can actually be a, be a very useful thing. I think pressure can also be a useful thing. Discomfort, as you know, I'm a huge advocate for, for the type of discomfort that actually helps you grow. So I'm experiencing all of those things in different ways. So that has been a very, very big part of my life. And by the way, if you're thinking, okay, she's, she's kind of been speaking for the past six minutes. When is she getting to the stuff? This is the stuff, okay? In this episode, we're not deep diving into a very specific topic. I've been away for quite a while, so it just feels right for this to be more of a where am I now? What am I doing now? If you're part of my world and part of this podcast and you work with me or want to work with me in some capacity, or you're just very curious about me as a person and my voice, um, this is just me letting you know where I am. And I also want to start getting quite personal in my, in this podcast anyway, which I do, which I do. But I think in this time that I've been taking to just be in silence, to observe and to just write and write and write and write some more, I've been thinking a lot about direction. I've been thinking about how I want to elevate myself, not even in, in relation to work specifically, but just as a being, just as a human being, as a woman, as Africa, how do I want to elevate myself in the coming year? So I've had to really, really be in solitude to come up with the answers for all of those things. But I was also back home in Zimbabwe for the first time in 21 years. In August, I went back and a lot of things were revealed to me from that trip alone, which I'll talk about in greater detail in future episodes. But 
a lot was revealed to me in terms of my work and how I want to continue cultivating my voice, how important it is for me to continue cultivating my voice in the way that I am. I feel more confident than I ever, ever, ever have before. I feel so determined. I am wildly committed to not letting my own bullshit get in the way. And maybe this is where, even though there's no specific topic that we're talking about, I hope that you will still be able to get something from everything that I'm putting forward. Because if there's anything this year has taught me, it's the importance of making that declaration that you will refuse to let your own bullshit get in the way. Because being back home in Zimbabwe, I left when I was nine years old. And being back home and seeing the environment that I grew up in, an environment that was and still is on many levels so beautiful and so vibrant and so rich and just just the landscape alone, just the landscape of where I grew up, being surrounded by tropical trees and fruit growing everywhere and playing and just having so much space. And then going back 20 years later, And just quite literally hearing my heart break, seeing what this wonderful, wonderful country looks like now. And I mean, us Zimbabweans, we're incredible people. We're still, our sense of humor is never going to go anywhere. (laughs) Our sense of humor is never going to go anywhere. We have energy. We're very vibrant beings in general. So home immediately felt like home. But It was so sad to see how broken down the country is and how debilitated people are and the state of poverty that people are living in, the sheer state of poverty. I, 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 it was very, it was very hard to see, very hard to see. When you see children as young as five years old or even three years old on the streets begging for money, And people just walking past because they're so used to it. You're given a deep sense of of perspective. If I was to ever see, I I couldn't even imagine seeing anything like that in, in London or in the UK. Yes, of course, there are homeless people. Yes, there are people that are evidently struggling. Yes, there is poverty. And right now we're in a very, very deep crisis when it comes to to living, people can't even pay their rent. People can't even feed themselves. But it's a very different thing when you go to a place where that is completely normal all year round and you're seeing children, babies on the streets, on the motorway, begging for money. And girls as young as 10 selling their bodies in bars the the perspective that I had on the spot was just something else. I've never been I've never been more grateful for the life that I have and more determined to continue speaking. I've never been more determined. And even though it might seem as if that has nothing to do with my work, the reason that I mentioned that is I started thinking about my mother. I started thinking about 
the decisions that she made as a single woman to bring her four children to to start with nothing coming to the UK, to start with nothing and become a nurse to bring her four children here so that we can actually have a better life. I can't imagine what my life would be like now if I was still in Zimbabwe. I I can't even imagine it. So I was thinking to myself, I haven't been led to do the work that I do by accident. I wasn't led to change the course of my life by getting sober at 24 by accident. I wasn't led to have these realizations that I do now to push back against this idea that I'm oppressed by default because I know what it looks like to be truly, truly oppressed. I know what it looks like. And I will never spit in the face of people that are truly suffering by being comfortable in my home, being able to access pretty much anything that I want to access and say that I am oppressed. I refuse to do it. So I I realize the power of the tongue. I realize the importance of using your voice when you can, if you so choose to, because there's so many people from my home, from Zimbabwe, who are unable to push back on what the government is doing because they will be arrested, they will be beaten, their family will be beaten, you can be raped. So the fact that I have an opportunity to speak and to do powerful, powerful work and to help people, even if it's to just help people change their minds, even if it's to just help people be a little bit more courageous and braver and to create lives that they have been dying to create for a very long time, then I will fucking do it. And being back home, again, it just reminded me that everything that I do, it's not about me. It's not about me. The work is so much bigger. The work. I I put the work in quotations because that's... (laughs) It just reminds me of doing the work. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the work that I do specifically and whatever your work might be. Um, that's, that's bigger work to be done. It is not about me. And I came back. And also I I should add that along with seeing so many heartbreaking things after not being at home in Zimbabwe for two decades, um, there was also, and will always be so much beauty. For example, those tropical trees that I was talking about when we were driving from the airport to our house in Harare. It was just it was just mind blowing to think that on a daily basis people are surrounded with just so much beauty. But because it's all they know, no one thinks it's a big deal that there's a there's like a silk cotton tree just on the street. In fact, silk cotton trees lining the street. <laughs> it's just normal. But because here in London there's nothing like that, you would have to go somewhere specific to be able to see any kind of tropical tree, right? Um So just the simplest things made me so happy. Being able to walk down the roads that I used to walk down, going to school to knock for my friends, even just the smell of the air in Zimbabwe and the red earth, it just made me so happy. And then when we went to the countryside, Gweru, which is where my mum's side of the family is from and where they live, that's in the countryside. So you're around, you're surrounded by just... I mean, the the landscape is just, 
you might have seen me share little bits of it here and there, but I was just, I was just blown away by how beautiful my country is. And because I still speak my language, I mean, it's my first language, Shona, um, I didn't feel like an outsider. I didn't feel like an alien. I could understand everything everyone was saying. I could contribute to conversations. I could, it just felt so good. It just felt so good. So by the time that we came back home three weeks later, I felt so revitalized. I felt so inspired. I felt like my voice was stronger, that I was reminded why I'm doing what it is that I do. I could see how proud my family were of me, you know, because they're aware of the work that I'm doing. I even got stopped by by someone in the airport that had seen my conversation with Stephen and they were so proud of me. They were so happy. And the amount of Zimbabweans that I've connected with because of my conversation with Stephen and other conversations that I had, even my conversation with Jordan Peterson, they're just so, they're so proud of me. They're so proud of me. And especially when it's young people that tell me that I've helped them find their voice, that I've helped them to no longer be afraid to speak what is on their minds. That just, it's deeply, deeply fulfilling. And it just reminds me, Africa, never fucking stop. Never get, <laughs> never let your own bullshit get in the way because this is not about you. It is not about you. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, that's a helpful reminder. That's a very, very helpful reminder. So being back in Zimbabwe has been one of the biggest things that I've done in the past few months. Let me just pour. Let me just pour my tea. Um, I'm actually drinking some Hadong Black, which is a Korean black tea. And it's mixed with persimmon leaf, which is another Korean tea as well and I've just mixed the two and I'm just oh there we go mm, this is the perfect bedtime tea it's 8 p.m so this is perfect that was one of the biggest and most revealing experiences that I had in the past few months and again I'm I'm laying all of this out because I not only want you to know where I've been physically but also where I've been emotionally and mentally there's just been a lot to process there's been a lot to process there's been a lot of questions I've been asking myself about who I am and who I want to be what do I want to create what do I want to press pause on what do I not want to do anymore how do I want to spend my time how can I start injecting more pleasure into my life? How and what am I trying to step into in the next coming year? And not in a sort of goal setting for 2023 uh, type of way. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it was more so just me wanting to be grounded in the decisions that I'm making. I don't just want to do things for the sake of doing them. I really want to lead with intention and I want to create with intention, not because of external pressure, not because people expect me to do this. So therefore I should. And yes, there is something to be said for committing and doing what you say you're going to be doing. But for me, it needs to not only feel right, but it needs to make sense. So I've just been checking in with myself to make sure that everything that I'm doing makes fucking sense and it feels good and it fires me up and it stretches me and it challenges me. 
And that's why I'm sitting, I'm sitting down recording this podcast because there's a handful of things that I've realized I really want to channel my energy into. I really want to spend time cultivating this space and nourishing this space. And my podcast is one of those places. And I won't share all of the details yet, but we have been working behind the scenes to change the way that I'm doing everything when it comes to this podcast. It is still going to be me prioritizing solo episodes, which I absolutely love. But as you would have heard me mention in a previous episode, I will also be having some guests. I will also be having some incredible guests joining me. Some of the people that have said yes to being in conversation with me, it blows my fucking mind because I, if I'm, I love my solo episodes and I, (laughs) even on other podcasts, I usually prefer when the host just have their own solo episodes because guest episodes can be a bit hit or miss. Um, So I'm really intentional about who I'm having on and I have some brilliant, 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 brilliant people that are going to be joining me in the new year. But also we're going to be introducing a video component because I also love watching other people's podcasts when they have videos as well. YouTube is going to be getting a lot of my time. So we're going to be filming some of the podcast conversations, both solo and in person, and then putting the videos over onto YouTube. So the book is going to be one of my biggest and main focuses, of course, because that has a very specific deadline. Then the podcast, we're introducing a video element to it. And then I have a 10 part YouTube series that is going to be launching next year. At the moment, we're thinking late spring, summertime, but that is to be determined. But the filming begins at the top of the year. And this is going to be huge. That is all that I will say for now. (laughs) But I want you to trust me on this. It's going to be huge. So that's also something that I've been working on behind the scenes, which is why it has been important for me to just pull back, take my time, focus on what I need to focus on, and then come back when I know my intentions with everything that I'm doing. And I know my intentions now with everything that I'm doing, which is why I'm here. And my Substack that is also going to be coming out in the new year because I miss, I miss long form writing. I have loved Instagram for a very long time. Instagram has been huge in me getting to where I have got myself to now. But when I think of where I am trying to go, Instagram doesn't quite cut it. And also as a writer, I've realized I've been training myself for the past six years to write in short form. Yes, I've written articles for different publications and media. Yes, I've written things like my open letter. Yes, I used to blog before, but again, that was before. Mainly, I have been training myself to write in short form. And if you're someone that is a writer, please pay attention to things like this. Yes, we can love these platforms and it's quick and you know you can just get something out there and then it's very shareable people share it you get your ideas in short form it's easy to consume but at the same time you're training yourself to write in a certain way so if you are someone that is a writer that doesn't just want to be you know um (laughs) great at writing short form then starting something like a newsletter or a blog substack is fantastic because you get to retrain yourself and really get into that rhythm and work on pacing. So that's what I want to do. And also because I don't want to be 
investing time into platforms that might potentially crash and censor me. I want to be able to put it onto platforms that I know are uncensored, that I know I can actually bring a full conversation, that we can have a dialogue instead of a monologue. And I love Substack because of the community component as well, which is a huge focus for me from next year. I really want to have more of a sense of community. Again, there was a time when that was more possible on Instagram, but something has really changed about Instagram as a platform. I don't feel that connection to it anymore. I don't feel the inspiration or there's just none of that. And that sense of community is something that I really, really desperately miss. So I want to be able to move to a space where that is possible, but we can do it in a more contained way. So that's where that will be happening. And then also I will have a book club that's going to be starting next year at some point. So there are things that I'm working on and refining in the background that I'll be bringing to you in the new year, but I don't want to bombard people with useless things. Um, (laughs) And I say useless because for me, I, I just don't want to bombard people with things that they don't actually need. I want it to be I'm going to say the word again. I really just want it to be intentional. I need everything to have a rhyme and a reason, not to just take things from one place and just do the exact same thing in another place. I want to be even more creative with the work that I'm doing. I've been developing my writing voice. I've really been tuning into the conversations that I'm having and trying to find new and interesting ways to have those conversations. Um, while making sure that I don't lose the message, of course, because the message that I'm trying to put forward is a very important one, whether I'm talking about self-sabotage or self-censorship or just us understanding ourselves as individuals, but understanding the collective, the psychology of the collective, I think that really there are really, really important conversations to be had there. So I never want to deviate from that, but I want to have those conversations in an interesting way because I don't want to be repetitive in a stale and rigid way. I want to continue evolving and mastering my craft and my voice and my work and researching and having conversations with people. And for those reasons, I can't let my own bullshit get in the way. I can't allow myself to do things that don't feel true to me. I can't do anything that could mean that I'm stepping out of integrity. Um, I want to simplify and to go deeper. That's something that I always, always say. And I say it to my clients and I say it to myself, simplify and go deeper. You don't have to do everything at the same fucking time. You can just focus on doing one thing or a couple of things very well. And that's what I want to do. Um, what else has been happening? What else has been happening? Of course, some of you that are listening to this might might already know, but I am going to be mentoring a group of 20 people starting from January. And this is also something that I've spent the past, I would say, six to seven months creating behind the scenes. And it's a program. It's a live experience or virtual a program called Courage Over Conformity. And I have never been more excited about something. Listen, (laughs) listen. Last time that I did a private group, I didn't even 
publicly share the group. The people that were able to find the hidden page on my website found the hidden page. Some people who were my clients found it and I shared it with them in our sessions and they signed up for it. And this was last year. And the group, it was a very small group of six people and it was fucking brilliant. It lit me up. The whole purpose of it was how do we unravel self-censorship as entrepreneurs as creatives, as leaders, as people that know that they want to do great work in the world. And if they get in their own way by self-censoring or performing a version of themselves that is not true, what is the cost of that? And how do we shift that? How do we shift that in six months? And oh my goodness, it was fucking brilliant. It was one of the best things that I've ever created and some of the best work I have ever, ever done as a coach, as a mentor, as a consultant, as a leader, the best work I've ever done. And I know that's a big statement, but I really do mean it. And based on the work that I ended up doing with those six individuals, I decided that I was going to run another group again. This time it's going to be 20 people, eight weeks, completely, completely uncensored. That's how I would describe the work that we're going to be doing together. And of course, all of this is going to be done in a confidential space, a private and confidential space. But the point of this is that if you are someone that is an entrepreneur, if you're a coach, if you're a leader, if you're just someone that wants to cultivate their voice in some kind of way, this is going to be the group for you. And if you don't quote unquote, identify as an entrepreneur or as a coach or as a leader or any of those things, but you find that you resonate with the description of what this group is. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but you can also go to my website, africabrook.com, and you will see the page that says private group experience, and you will read all the details. This is going to be a very, very, very powerful gathering for eight weeks. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. And I will actually, let me just, let me just list out some of the things that are going to be here because I know a lot of you have been sending me messages about this already. So here are just some of the things that we're going to be exploring in this group. Okay. We're going to be looking at what you are truly afraid of. What are your visibility fears? And what are your visibility aspirations? We're also going to be breaking up with what I call the PR version of yourself because a lot of us are leading with the PR version of ourselves. We're not being true about who we really are. So it's not just about your opinions and your thoughts and your ideas or what you say. It's the story that you tell yourself about you because self-censorship Man, there's so many layers to it, so many sneaky layers to it. And I really want to unpeel that because this is not just about you leading yourself. But if you on any level want to be able to lead other people, or maybe you are in a position where you're currently leading other people, let's say you are a coach, let's say you are a mentor, if you are self-censoring, you might also end up encouraging 
In fact, I would say you're likely to encourage someone else to censor themselves. And this can happen in really subtle ways, very subtle ways. So unraveling self-censorship is not just about you. It's about every other person that you're going to be interacting with, especially if you are or want to be in a position of leadership. So we are going to be looking at that. (laughs) Breaking up with the PR version of yourself will also be stretching you beyond what currently feels safe. How do you use your censor-free voice tactfully, which is very, very important because it's not just about saying whatever the fuck you want to say. You have to be able to strengthen your discernment, okay? Expanding your capacity to take risks because there is no such thing as unraveling self-censorship without taking some kind of risk. And you need to be able to articulate what that risk is. You need to be able to acknowledge that you are responsible for it, that you're responsible for your voice, that you're responsible for how you choose to move forward. And all of that involves risk on some level. We're also going to be looking at, and I love this one, the art of navigating difficult conversations. And you can also think of this as conflict and repair. A lot of people, and I I realized over the summer, and I would say in the past year actually, that this is actually what is at the core of my work. How do we have difficult conversations effectively? Because even those people that might think, well, I have no issue having a difficult conversation. Okay, that's wonderful. But are you having those conversations effectively? What are the results that you're getting when you have those difficult conversations? So we have to look at your approach. We have to look at even things like your body language. We have to look at your demeanor. We have to look at how you are when you're not speaking verbally. So this is something that I'm very excited to dive into with you because something that we're going to be doing in this program, it's not just going to be lecture style, full stop, me speaking to camera, you being on the other side and just taking notes. No, it is going to be quite interactive because that's the only way that you'll be able to truly stretch yourself is if you apply actual action. So yes, lecture style, there will be a component of that, but I would say think of it as more of a dialogue instead of just a monologue, right? But we'll also be doing a lot of practical exercises there will be a lot of checking things like how do you debate? What tone do you use when you have certain conversations? Your body language, how do you regulate your nervous system in real time? So I'm very excited. I I won't say too much, but yes, that's what we'll be doing. And sharpening and testing your critical thinking skills. We won't just be doing this theoretically, we'll be putting this into practice. Mastering discernment and brave decision-making. I love that one. Brave decision-making is something that we'll be diving into. Because a lot of people, even in, in how people speak of themselves, when people say things like, oh, I'm just not good at making decisions. It's an absolute truth and they there's no way around it. This is just who I am, full stop. But what if, what would it look like if you were to own an identity of a brave decision maker. Anyway, we'll be diving into that. 
We'll have conversations about empathy, but not just surface level fluffy conversations about empathy. We're going to be looking at cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and compassion. Nervous system practices for grounded confidence and practical nonviolent communication methods, becoming a confident and compelling speaker. Just, just go and check it out. Go and check out the link or go onto my website and then apply. And there are officially 10 spaces left. It's a group of 20 people and each person is carefully selected. I'm going through every application <laughs> and there's quite a lot of them. I'm going through every application and making sure that the people that are going to be in this group, it's not just, it's not accidental. It's not random. It's a group of carefully selected people. And I'm so thrilled about the people that we have in at the moment, because also an element of this is, is that it's going to be masterminding, right? It's not just going to be me doing everything, telling you what to do. It's also going to be very collaborative because I want you to have a network of like-minded people, brilliant people who are great at what they do, who are trying to contribute to the conversation, people who can also support you in some kind of way. So there will be an element of masterminding. And because a lot of this is about self-leadership, you need to be able to show your leadership skills. And it doesn't matter if you're not an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter if you don't currently see yourself as a leader. We all have a leader within us. I truly believe that. And this group, and I think this is one of the most important things, this group is for the maverick, okay? It is someone that wants to do things in an unconventional way. It's for someone that is willing to go against the grain, even if it scares you a little bit to go against the grain right now. There's a reason why you might feel called to join this, all right? Um, so that's something that I've been doing and working on for the past six months. And I'm just, I'm just so excited for this. You, you have no idea. You have no idea. I am so <laughs> bloody excited for this. And another, another big mission of mine for next year is to bring a lot of these conversations and my work into physical spaces because I love that I have a global audience and we get to do so many cool things online. But it's time that we started to meet up in person and next year I will make sure that we do that. I would love to bring this podcast to the US. I would love to bring it to Australia. I would love to bring it to South Africa or to Zimbabwe as well. I'd love to bring it to Wales, to Scotland, to Italy, to Eastern Europe. I, 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 just, I just want to take it everywhere and I will make sure that happens. Okay. Okay. That's my, that's my promise to you because I love just being with people in person, being able to feel your energy, being able to hug you and touch you and to laugh with you and to have continued conversations in a physical space. So that's something that I will be putting my energy into. And I, I know there's no rush. I'm not rushing to do any of this, but I'm just putting it out there. And you can also let me know if you even want me to do this or where you want me to come. And I absolutely will. Um, but <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the direction that everything is going. Um, thrilled about the work that I'm doing. I feel, as I said before, I feel more confident than ever. 
I feel grounded in my decisions. I trust myself. I trust myself fiercely. I have simplified and I'm going much, much deeper. I know that I don't need to do everything. It's not that I uh, was ever trying to do everything, but I'm always checking in with myself to make sure that the things I'm saying yes to, it is a full yes. And the things that I'm saying no to, it is a full no. And I know why. And I'm also honoring the not right nows because I've had to say no to some things, but then a few months later, it is the right time to do them. So I think also with my no's, it's realizing that it's not the no full stop forever. It's also just sometimes a not right now, or I just don't have the capacity for that, or it doesn't excite me as much, or it doesn't make business sense, or just emotionally or mentally, it doesn't make any sense for me to take this on right now or I don't know enough, or I haven't kind of, you know, allowed myself to really sit into whatever the thing is enough for me to feel confident about saying yes. So there's so many ways a no can look. Um, So I'm allowing myself to do more of that as well, as always. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having continued conversations with you. And again, this episode was just me catching you up. And I've just, I've only scratched the surface with this catch up, you know, (laughs) because so many other things have been happening. But I think my main thing and my main reminder for myself in the past six months has really been Africa. Just do not let your own bullshit get in the way. You have big work to do. You have very big work to do. I think because I live my life in a very public way. I mean, I'm a very private person, so people don't know my personal private everyday business, but I live my life in a public way in terms of me doing the work that I do, having the conversations that I have. And I know that I'm a confident person, both outwardly and inwardly. I'm a confident person, but sometimes I also experience doubt. Sometimes I also delay my own greatness. Sometimes I also, you know, freak out a little bit and think, oh, is this a little bit too much? Can I really do that? That happens, not often, but sometimes it does happen. And in those moments, I have to remind myself, Africa, it is not about you. You are going to get highly rewarded for this, but it is not about you. And that allows me to do the work that I need to do in the world. It allows me to remain humble. It allows me to remain open. It allows me to be a student. It allows me to honor my own personal failings, which I'm very happy with because there's always a lesson in there somewhere. Always a lesson if you want to find it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, guys, I, I don't want to play small. I really don't want to play small. And I think because there's so many things that I do, so many incredible things that I am very lucky enough to be able to do, me playing small is not always easy to spot. You know, it's not always easy to spot. I can hide it very well. (laughs) I can hide it very well. And I just don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to buy into the fear. I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to spot it and adjust accordingly. I don't want to get distracted from my mission. I don't want to, 
Yeah, I, I don't want to live a life where I end up regretting or thinking, you know what, I should have just been braver and done that. So I'm doing my fucking best to be as brave as possible, even when it feels so scary. For example, this book, writing a fucking book and knowing that it's going to be in the hands of people that will judge it. You know, intellectually, I, I'm open to judgment and I'm open to people having their thoughts, their ideas, their criticism, their praise. I'm very open to that. And at the same time, when I look at everything in its barest form, I'm also just a human being, an animal even, <laughs> who wants to belong, who wants to be accepted, who doesn't want people to say mean things, you know, who doesn't want people to say, actually, I don't agree. Because that's how we that's how we are on the most basic level. But then, of course, we have the gift of being able to intellectualize it, which we all do, which is wonderful. Um, regardless of all of those things, I never, never want to live a life of regret. Um, I don't want to shrink myself or shave off parts of myself so that I can belong. I don't want to do that. I want to live fully, so fully. I want to live a life that is full of pleasure, a life that is just, ah, a life that feels like my own, a life that is simple, but it feels like my own. And I experience pleasure and I allow myself to continue learning and to remain open and to, to nourish the relationships that I have and to just be fucking brave, just be brave. <laughs> And I'm going to make sure that my work and what I do and how I live my life and how I treat people reflects all of those things. Um, and this podcast is just one vehicle for me to do all of that, you know. And yeah, so that it feels good. It feels good. And I'm excited um, to work with all of the people that I'm going to get to work with, if not in this group that I was sharing with you then also my private clients. And if you want to know more about working with me privately, you can send me an email. Um, but yeah, I, 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 have, I have big things to do, okay? So do you, so do you. But also, you don't have to do the big things. Not everyone has to do the big thing. You know, you can do just whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel like a full fucking human being. Do that thing, okay? Um for me, it's going to be going to my pottery class from January onwards. Actually, I'll see if I can get into a class next week. Um, but I miss my pottery class every single week. I haven't been in a little while and I just want to do something with my hands. I just want to create something. I also want to design furniture, which is random, but it's something that I really want to do. <laughs> I want to design maybe like five pieces of furniture. Um, and I'd love to make a chair with my own hands. So yeah, I wanted, I just want to have fun. I also just want to have fun for the coming year. <sighs> Guys, thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you. I don't take your time or your attention for granted. I really don't. I really, really don't. Um, and I hope to be sharing more exciting things with you and exploring more exciting topics actually, because man, the way my work has developed over the past year, specifically the past year, there are so many things that I haven't shared or spoken about publicly yet. And I want this podcast to be one of the first places in which I explore those topics with you. There are things that I don't see people really speaking about. Um, 
yeah, and I, ju- I would just like to bring that here and I hope that we can have a continued dialogue about it, which is why I want to start the Substack and my book club and a more private space where we can have a community feel. So if you have your suggestions, please continue to send them to me via email, hello at africabrook.com because there's, yeah, there's a lot that I want to share through this podcast and through future conversations and then hopefully we can do it in person sooner rather than later. Um, but I love you. I'm very grateful. And we will speak in the next episode. And if you are interested in applying and signing up for this group that I will be mentoring, I'm so excited about this, that I will be mentoring from January, late January, um, please go to the link that is in the show notes, or you can just go straight away now to my website, www.africabrook.com. Go onto the page that says private group experience, read all the details and sign up. See you in the next episode.